Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. I hope you're doing really well. It's so good to be back. I know I haven't posted in quite a little while. I recently put up a explanation kind of why that's the case. It's had a lot of listens for five minutes of just me rambling, but thank you if you did listen to that, you know, so I don't really have to focus too much on um, that anymore. But just a quick summary, I pretty much moved to the other side of the country for work and I've left everything back where I was once living, so pretty much I had to reset up a podcast setup, and I'm still working on it. This is the first time doing it in this setup. Uh, it's definitely not ideal like my last place. I can't really record during the day because it's too loud. I have to kind of wait till night, and I work really early morning, so you can imagine the uh, the struggle <laughs> that this is at the moment. But it's, I'm back. I'm really excited. I'm going to be talking about Easter Island in just a second, but I'm going to just run through all those bits and pieces I normally do at the start of a podcast. So if you're new here, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. You can find us on all podcasting platforms. So, you know, your SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere. Pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast will be there. Uh, It really helps if you will subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. We also have a Facebook and Instagram, our blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. All the links or anything I talk about, pictures, will all be in there from this episode. And of course, if you ever want me to talk about a particular topic, please feel free to email me, Instagram, message me, Facebook message me. It's really good to be back, guys. I'm really excited. I've really missed doing this and I'm still, as I said, in the process of getting this back to where it once was. But thank you for tuning in and here we go. So I want to talk about Easter Island today. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are pretty aware of what Easter Island is. And if you don't, well, I'm sure you will, you could just quickly do a quick Google search. You'll see a couple of pictures pop up and go, ah, that's what that is. I've been wanting to talk about this for a little while. And I was sort of figuring out the best way to go about doing it. And originally I was thinking of doing sort of just an overview and talking about why it's kind of mysterious and you know, sort of break down all the history and everything like that. But that seems to be a very popular opinion and or a popular way of going about talking about Easter Island as I suppose any sort of research-based 
podcast, book, you name it, uh, documentary would go about something, you know, here's, here's a topic, let's break down all the history, all the research about it. But the reason I'm interested in Easter Island is probably more so because I think there could be extraterrestrial involvement. A few reasons why I think that could be the case. And, you know, a lot of podcasts that I've recently listened to, because I'll do that before I do something, I'll go to the same sort of medium that we do here, podcast, and listen to other people's opinions on things and kind of see if I can add an extra an extra viewpoint or, you know, how I sort of differ uh, in opinion from other people. And most other podcasts or, you know, I'll, I'll just focus on podcasts because that's what I'm doing right now. We'll sort of touch briefly on the involvement of extraterrestrials, but they rule it out pretty quickly because there isn't necessarily any evidence pointing towards that being the case. Yeah, I can see where they're coming with that because there isn't necessarily anything in stone where you go, that is extraterrestrial involvement. But I think majority of the strange events that have happened throughout history and we kind of can come to that conclusion of maybe some higher power, higher being has somehow being involved, uh, doesn't actually have much evidence towards it at all. You know, there's always a reasonable explanation you could probably throw at these things and that's kind of what the sceptics will do. But obviously on Paranormal Thoughts podcast, we're actually going to, you know, look beyond that into maybe the unpopular opinion Potentially it is even more so the popular opinion because people love a good mystery and, you know, they want to keep that alive. And I'm definitely someone who, you know, aliens have done it, of course. But uh, I do also look at the other viewpoints and I definitely think there's probably more to Easter Island than sort of what meets the eye. So I think it's worthwhile looking at and, you know, I'm, I, I do love the good mystery and everything along those lines, but I definitely think it's worth looking at, you know, and this is my opinion at the end of the day. Uh, and, you know, not necessarily everyone's going to agree with that, which is completely fine, you know, but for those who are interested, well, you know, here it is. So a little bit about Easter Island. It's the most secluded island that is populated in the entire world. It's about three and a half thousand kilometres from Chile. It was rediscovered in about the 1700s uh, when Captain Cook was doing his rounds and they discovered it on Easter Sunday, hence the name Easter Island. The natives are Polynesians, also known as the Rapa Nui, so they would have come over from Chile, most likely by raft, and there is stories about their god once upon a time fleeing another island and actually coming over to Easter Island because their island was sinking. So, But it's interesting because artefacts from a lot of other different cultures such as South America. One big hint being there are sweet potatoes that grow natively to Easter Island, which there would have been no way that would have been the case uh, unless they were actually brought over from South America. Also, some of their rock work has been seen all throughout South America. So there's definitely some South American influence on this culture. The island now I find quite interesting. Um, It's bit of a touristy spot now. Uh, there's probably about 7,000 people who visit every year, which isn't a ton of people, but it is really remote and there's sort of very few things I suppose you could do. But I think personally, I'd really like to try to make it over because it just seems like it's got such a rich history. So why do we all know about Easter Island? Who, Why should we care? It's pretty much because of the 800 or so large statue heads that were carved and placed in specific places 
all around the island. These statues, you know, uh, I suppose most people would think of them as the Easter Island heads, but they're called the Moai. And the Moai were carved out of volcanic rock left behind from when an active volcano would have been on the island. And the heads, are they were carved after their gods, their chiefs. And a lot of the mystery has to do with how they moved these massive heads. Uh, the largest weighing about 127 tonnes. And a lot of people have gone after trying to figure out how they move these by cutting down trees and then rolling the heads over a long distance, you know, having to remove the log from the front, move it back to the back and or so on. Sorry, the other way around. Uh, or there's been more of a recent way where they would have vines uh, to the left and right of the statue. And then I think one more vine at the back where they would sort of support a lot of the weight and sort of shuffle the moai and then walk around the island like that. And obviously each time they come up with a new theory, they go, that's it, that's how they did it. But uh, there's obviously more to this as well. People have asked natives how the moai uh, were placed in their position. And natives were said that they sung to the heads and that they walked. And obviously this has sort of puzzled people for a large amount of time saying, well, how did they walk? And I think the more recent National Geographic video of them trying to prove how they did this with the Moai shuffling side to side, I guess you could say it's like it was walking. No way did it say that the locals, the Rapa Nui, were actually moving their heads. They pretty much said that they moved themselves. Obviously, this is an easy part to go. So it was UFOs, right? UFOs picked up the heads and moved them to where they needed to be. Okay, when you, when you say it like that, it really does simplify it. But then there's this thing called mana. Mana is best described as mind power. So the ability to use your mind, your thoughts to move items. And the way that they believed that they moved the moai with mana is that they called upon their god, make make, or priests or chiefs on the island to either make the statues walk or to raise them up in the air and to float them into position. There's also legend that there was a finely crafted stone sphere called Tipitakora, which is translated to the golden navel or the navel of light to focus the mana. And when you say the word finely crafted stone sphere, that starts to paint a bit of an idea, a bit of a picture in my mind. What could a stone sphere that's perfectly carved represent? Potentially a UFO. A UFO would be quite spherical in shape. That's one of the very typical designs that people will witness. Here we have reports of the natives using this mana, some sort of potentially anti-gravitational energy to make these statues move or to even to walk or to even actually lift them. And what else do we know to use anti-gravitational type technology? UFOs. So is there potentially a bit of a link there? I think so. I think there definitely is a strong link between mana and UFO technology. So going back to the T Putakura, it's actually part of a five-stone, really mysterious site on the island. And I'll link a picture of this on the blog, but it is the large stone sphere in the center with the four smaller stones around the side. And we don't actually know what this site was used for. All they know is that it was symbolic in some way. As I just said before, though, that larger stone was somehow used to focus the mind control or the anti-gravitational energy to actually help them manoeuvre these statues around. 
So could those rocks actually have been used for that or those rocks symbolising some sort of craft, something that looked similar in in a sphere-type shape to actually come and help move these statues? Is that that far-fetched? I don't know. I'm not sure. These are just conclusions I've come to. No one I've come across yet has said this exact same information. I've definitely heard things that are similar, but looking at that golden navel or the navel of light sight, I think it could represent a little more than, you know, the surface level of what other people might see. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm definitely not someone who wants to overlook what civilization could have been potentially capable of as well um i don't you know like the whole thing of the pyramids being built you know they had a lot of slaves a lot of manpower even though it still seems very unlikely that they could have carved these stones to you know perfectly fit it's the same with easter island too the ahu are the platforms that some of the massive heads sit on they serve a different purpose to some of the other more random heads scattered these sit perfectly in a line and the rocks that were used for the platform perfectly carved to the point where they're carved before they actually make it into the site because there's no evidence of them being you know re-carved to fit the next block beside it or on top of it they just are perfectly sculpted and then put into place they're just like building blocks which is also seen in other parts of the world as well now i don't i don't want to you know minimize what people are capable of. But at the same time, were 3,000 people who lived on this island because researchers believe that the size of the island and the the amount of crop they would have been able to grow at the time and so on probably could have only supported about 3,000 people at any given time. Were they capable of 
maneuvering these sculptures and these rocks into these places and doing it for, you know, centuries. Maybe, maybe not, because it sounds like they had the help of some anti-gravitational type energy. I definitely think that legends or, you know, stories that are passed down throughout generations are very important. Here in Australia, the Indigenous Australians with their dream time, we learn about that in school here a lot. You know, when you, in very early years, well, at least when I was in school, teachers would read these Indigenous Dreamtime books to you and it was always really interesting. And, of course, they at the time you think they're just stories, but what if they're not? Maybe not necessarily word-for-word events, but, you know, them trying to make sense of things that were going on. As I've always said, the first sort of settlers in Australia would ask where the Indigenous people were from and they'd point at the sky. It's the same here on Easter Island. So the natives having their name Rapa Nui, meaning Great Rapper, but there's also another term called Matakitarani, which translates to eyes looking at the sky. The elders believed that the homeland was the sky. The Rapa Nui also went by a different name as well called the Matakitarani, which translates to eyes looking at the sky, but Rani also means heaven. So they were the people there looking at the heavens, looking towards the sky. And I suppose you could look at that the same as the, the heads they were sculpting were probably doing the same thing, looking out towards the rest of the world, keeping an eye out. I think it's also interesting because they obviously just put down tools one day and stopped making these heads. You can go to the quarries there on the island and there's massive unfinished moai. And then we're not actually sure why they just stopped following that um, that religion, that belief system, because then they started worshipping something called the Birdman. And this kind of concept, from what I can make sense of, is the Rapa Nui didn't want to have someone in power for an extended amount of time. They want to have the option of different rulers. So the Birdman kind of gave them that reason. So each year a different person on the island would become the Birdman and pretty much be in charge for that whole year. Very different from, I suppose, slaving away, making these heads and placing them in different places. You know, it's sort of just turned around like that. We don't know a ton about the island for a lot of different reasons. Um, A big one was missionaries uh, would interfere massively and they destroyed a lot of their written text and even their writing system. We actually don't know how it works. We're not actually sure if it's symbolic based where, you know, each symbol actually means an entire word or if they're actually their version of letters. So no, no one on the island... Uh, currently knows how to read the old text as well. So it's pretty much from stories that have been passed down or working it out from the artefacts we do still have left. I definitely think there's more to Easter Island and it always really excites me as well. And obviously it's a very easy, I think it's a really easy (laughs) way to look at it by going, it's aliens. But I definitely think, you know, there's something towards this idea of them just moving the sculptures with an unseeable force and I don't think we should minimize that whatsoever because why would why should we if if the heads were moved by the way that National Geographic is showing it then why wouldn't they just say that why say that we sung to them why say we used mana to move them that doesn't make any sense at all why why try to why why add this level of confusion you know, it's, it's, someone explain that to me. 
is there something I'm not getting there? But I don't think that that makes any sense. We're always trying to disprove these old thoughts. You know, it's very, we're, we're such creatures of habit. We need to figure things out and make it, make it fit into our box. But not everything fits into this box, hence why we still don't know a ton about this island because we're not willing to look outside of our box and we're not willing to, you know, go against the grain. But obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably those people who like to go against the grain, you know, and you might get really criticised for it. But at the end of the day, there's something more to Easter Island. You know, that's what I think anyway. And I think it's worth talking about. I think it's worth continuing to research. There's a ton more I know that's out there, but I need to spend the time to just keep on going through it, to try to find more to fit my belief system of. I think there might have been a higher being extraterrestrial, some sort of higher force that helped with this island. As, you know, a lot of old cultures seem to have had some sort of nudge in the right direction, you know, and I always get why why not now? Why, if, if these extraterrestrials helped once upon a time, why not now? Because we're too dangerous now. We know a lot about, you know, a lot about weaponry and, you know, we're, it's, it seems like the world's always a little bit on thin ice at the moment, you know, with how we're pretty much just getting closer and closer each day to our total destruction, you know. Um, and I think, you know, if if a higher, if an extraterrestrial, I think if extraterrestrials were now to really come in and try to, you know, do what they once did, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same as once upon a time, you know. I think the way they go about it now, doing it quite secretly, and I'm sure there's people who know uh, in sort of these high government-type roles, you know, the whole disclosure thing that's going on at the moment, but um, I think we're too dangerous now, you know. I think the world is very, is very, it's very brittle, you know, and I think something like that just wouldn't help us at all. It would probably destroy us. So I think that's why, you know, we just don't see, we don't hear about it. Now, extraterrestrial contact is very, what we sort of be talking about with the interviews with abductees on this podcast. It's very, you know, it's very different to, you know, helping us build a society to now it's more what they're trying to get out of us. You know, it's like they helped us at one point and now we're helping them potentially. You know, these are all theories that you can start to throw around and they start to really make a little bit of sense the more you look into it, I think. But I don't know, guys. Um, let me know what you think, you know. Is there, do you think National Geographic and all these researchers have proved it and that's kind of all there is to it? Or do you think there might be something more going on? Let me know. Um, please go to our Facebook, our Instagram, give us a follow, go to the blog, paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Please uh, subscribe and rate the podcast on whatever platform you use. Wherever you find your podcast, we'll be there. But it really does help if you do leave a review and share it around to all of your friends. We're here now. We're getting back into this. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to go back over our catalogue. We've been doing this podcast for almost two years now, so there's a bunch of material. And if you ever want to get in contact with me, you can send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, email me at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Well, thanks, guys, and I'll catch you in a podcast very soon. Look forward to seeing you guys real soon. Take care.
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.